Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. It is 1233 at Edmonton. Mark Spector from Sportsnet will be joining us in, uh, in about 45 seconds' time for Horse Racing Alberta Live Thoroughbred Racing at Century Mile. Friday and Sunday evening, limited fan access, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com, post time, 6.15 p.m. We'll also tell you the guests of the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night out of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Uh, we will endeavor to have Oilers General Manager Ken Holland on the show. We just heard from R&H who said, and I quote, I want to win in Edmonton, which is not to be lost, I think, on anybody. And Mark Spector has just put out on Twitter, when you have guys that commit long-term in the fives, uh, you don't walk away from guys like that. Uh, let's bring aboard Mr. Spector. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Oh, pretty good, Bob. Good day for uh, Oilers fans today. Yeah, it is a good day. Maybe explain why you think that's the case. Well, you know what, I think there's a lot of, you know, good thing we got an hour on the radio to chew on this because there's a lot of size to this thing. Eight years for a 28-year-old player, I mean, that's always a risk. But yes. less risky less risky for a guy who plays the game the, the way Nugent Hopkins plays it. Knockwood, he's been relatively injury-free. And, uh, you know, I mean, if that's what it took to sign him, I love the fact you get a top-six player for a um, million dollars less than he earned last year. I think that's a good thing for the Edmonton Oilers. They just freed up a million dollars in cap space and kept a top six player, Bob. Yep. And for me, the last thing is, you know what? People, uh, said Edmontonians, maybe we overlook this sometimes, but in the big world out there, there's a reason that Edmonton is on the top five no-trade teams every year. There's a lot of NHL players who won't even begin a conversation that starts with come play in Edmonton. So when you've got a top six player like Nugent Hopkins, I'm not saying he's great, 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 but he's a good player. He's a genuine top six player. He can do a lot of things. When you get that guy, he wants to play his career up here, and he'll do it for $5 million bucks a year. I just don't see how you can say no, Bob. All right, and I'm going to help you out right here. And, Mark, we should we should do this. We should explain to people what we were going to do today. We were going to have uh, Hart Levine on out of uh, Southern California from Puckpedia. And uh, we're going to get him on later in the week. He is booked. I don't want to say what day. But just just so the listeners are available, uh, and, I, and, I, and I want to reiterate this point. The major reason why Tampa Bay is in the position they're in right now is because they've drafted and developed players well. That is the major reason why. But they have, they do have a significant advantage this year. They've really got a team that's playing with 98 million bucks, not with 80. We can concede that. Here is another difference. The tax rate on a $2 million a year player in Edmonton is 46.3%. The tax rate on the same player, a $2 million a year player, remember the players get paid in U.S. funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, ta- the tax rate on a $2 million player in Tampa is 35.22%. That is a difference of 221000 per $2 million. So over okay. 110 k 
uh, the yeah, difference. Hang on, but, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I don't want to be the contrarian, but remember that the NHL player in Edmonton earns U.S. dollars and spends Canadian dollars. So yes, that, that right? is fair. Whereas the guy in Tampa spends U.S. dollars. So. Um, that's going to cut into your advantage a little a, bit, but a little, a little bit. All right, the team that really gets screwed, the team that really gets screwed in all this is the team that's playing, the uh, the the Tampa Bay Lightning. the The tax rate in Montreal is fifty two percent on a two million dollar year player. <laughs> okay, right. so Edmonton's five yeah. percent better take home than Montreal is on a $2 million a year play. I'd like to thank Hart Levine for uh, looking that up for me. And just, just to run through the structure, let's get to the structure of this deal, Mark. As per Pierre Lebrun, $5 million for the upcoming season for RNH. Then it goes up to 5.25, then 6.25, 6.25. Then in 25-26, the fifth year of the deal, $4 million base, $2 million signing bonus. 26-27, $2.25 million base, $2.5 million signing bonus. The final two years, 2.5 base, $1.25 signing bonus. The last year, 3.75. Okay? So, of note, the 26-27, 27-28, which are the final two of the final three years, those are potential lockout years. He's got a signing bonus, so he's getting money no matter what. Signing bonuses in years five through seven of the deal make it less likely to buy the contract out. The signing bonus makes the higher buyout cap hit. And most of the money in years three through five will have the lowest amount of escrow because there's a capped escrow at 6% in those years. So special thanks mm-hmm. to Hart Levine, who does some excellent work with Puck Media. I okay. highly... Highly recommend. So, look, this this deal. Give this is a good deal. Most Oilers fans would say this is a good deal. I think you could see that, right, Mark? Sure. I mean, it's a good deal in in all the money all the way through. The only negative to the deal is you've got a player that you're paying until he is 36 years old, and we all know the the perils. Right in having a guy on your cat, whatever the the breakdown of the money is, Bob, it's always going to be a 5.1 AAV, right? Now, the cap's going to go up, so that's going to become a smaller percentage of your cap. I think we'll all agree on that. But you know, there is no risk-free deal, <laughs> right? You, know, you could have signed Nugent Hopkins for three years at $8 million bucks. That would be a very risky deal because he's not worth that. Uh, talk to me again when I'm retired and he's 34 years old and they're paying him for three more seasons. And I'm not sure, Bob. You know, I can't promise you that the Oilers are going to be happy with that contract then. Yep. Uh, but there's risk on both sides here, right? They're happy with the contract for the first several years because Nuge at 5.1 is pretty good money, pretty good deal for the Oilers. And then when he's 34, 35, 36, it might be a better deal for the player. But that's how contract negotiations work, right? You don't get to win on every front. Yeah, I'd be, I, I mean, I wonder, who, you know, it's interesting. We have Brian Lawton on the show every Wednesday, Mark. He started Octagon's hockey agency. Mike Leute is now sort of the head of that group. Rick Follett's part of that group. It's it's interesting how how this all broke down. But the contract itself, the way it's laid out, is you can see where the agency push came from later on in the context of the deal with guaranteed signing bonus money and potential lockout years. And this. you make a valid point. Okay. Well, go, go let's for say it. this though. Let's say this though, Bob. That 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 maybe later in his career. Because it's um, the AAV is 
is uh, sorry, the salary is lower and the signing bonus is higher. You know, you may have had a point in the last couple of years of his career where where you do move him to a team that's making a push, and maybe the Oilers end up paying a signing bonus and then trading the player. Like what I, I guess what I'm saying is this flexibility at the end of this contract. I get it; he's got a no move. So it's totally up to Nugent Hopkins. But if he, if the situation in Edmonton eight years from now, and we don't know how that's going to be, if it is a situation where he says, you know what, I got a couple of years left and that's it. There's a team out there that's making a run of the cup and they want me as a third-line center or a third-line left winger or something. Nugent Hopkins is in control. He could say, yeah, Kenny, or whoever the GM is, then you can trade me. And I think that's flexibility on both sides, Bob, and I think everybody wants some flexibility. Yeah, well, and, and so at the end of the day, frankly, Mark, I got to tell you, I, I, I thought this would get into the middle of July. Like July 17th is the expansion draft list. I thought the, the deadline here on this might be the you know, 14th, 15th of July. The fact that they got this done now, to me, I, I think part of the reason why this got done now and in a hurry, it's because the player wanted it done. I'm serious. I well, think the I'm going to say to you that there's other teams out there that are knocking on the door. And the the agent can certainly say to Ken Holland, that's Rick Vallette, could have, with a very straight face, said, Ken, we can't sit on this thing till after the expansion draft. If you want this player, let's sign this deal now. Because well, what a- yeah, there's other teams out there that would have that would have paid him more money, not as much term. But I'll, as I heard you say earlier in the show, Bob, I, I believe that you're correct. There are other teams that would have given him a higher AAV than 5.1 for sure. Yeah, well, one of those teams is Seattle. Seattle, right. Se- Seattle isn't going to have a problem in goal, and they're not going to have a problem on defense. There's going to be defense available, and there's going to be goalies available. The issue for Seattle is going to be scoring. And don't forget, Mark, had Edmonton not had Nugent Hopkins done, if he was still a UFA on the 17th, the Seattle Kraken would have had a three-day, a three-day, 72-hour negotiation window. They could have signed Nugent Hopkins and turned around and traded him to the Calgary Flames if they wanted. They could have done that. And so there was a little bit of pressure. But I am I, I must tell you, I got a call last night late and then saw Ryan Rashad's tweet first thing out in the morning. The call was not from a, a, a club source, it was from a, a media source, and and then received a, saw Ryan's text at seven thirty or whatever it was this morning that it was done. I was like, Wow. Like I thought it could get done. I'm a little surprised it's moved this quickly. And I do think mm-hmm. the player right I gotta tell you, Spec, I think the player wanted a resolution to this. Well, and the player, listen, the player also gets a no-move contract. So so he's completely in control for the rest of his career. He, uh, You know, nobody doubts Nuge for a second. I just heard him on the show say over and over that he wants to play his career out in Edmonton. You know, actions speak louder than words, Bob. This guy wants to play his career out in Edmonton, right? He's just signed to become an 18-year oiler. And they're just, I'll repeat it, there aren't that many guys out there willing to do that, not players of his caliber. So to me, that's smart. I'm going to refute you a little bit, Bob. If he, if he were to have resigned a deal with the Seattle Kraken on July 17th, it would also have had a no-move clause. They weren't trading him to Calgary the next day. Right, guys don't sign free agent deals like that and get subjected to being traded to Winnipeg or something four days later. So uh, that's fair, though. No, Mark. Sure. What I'm what I'm, I'm saying is that? what I'm saying is I could have possibly orchestrated something, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But and I mean, this got brought up yesterday. We're going down a different path, and I wanted to save this till the next half hour. But we got to figure. Uh, we might get Ken Holland during our segment today as well. Spec. By the way. You're not uh, me for Ken Holland. Who's he? 
Yeah. Um... Uh, <laughs> On June twenty second, the horse. Did you find out the name of the horse, the one that uh, Nugent Hopkins horse that won? Uh, no, did you? We is it Sanawar? Is that the name of the horse? Uh, might be Sanawar. Mm, I don't. I know I'm not that sure. he has a horse named Infinite Patience, which uh, to which, me which, is, <laughs> which would be the ultimate name, isn't it? For Infinite Patience. Here's a guy that's an eighteen year oiler and he's got a horse named Infinite Patience. I'm just going to leave that one right there, Bob. <laughs> All right, Uh, 12.45 at Edmonton. We're going to continue on, all right, so what's the next step? And we're going to hit on something that appeared in 31 Thoughts yesterday uh, that got picked up on by one of the writers on Oilers Nation involving Mark Giordano. Boy, and the Oilers, is it true the Oilers Nation guys got started when Ryan Smith got traded out of Edmonton? And by the way, he got himself traded because... There were multi- there will always at that one day somebody will write write the real story on what happened there, and believe me, it'll change the complexion of how people think about certain people in this town. Uh, you know we'll who take- the Oilers need to be their other left winger in the top six, Bob. You know the kind of player they need. Like now they got Nuge as the top six left winger. You know who the other guy needs to be? Alex Clark. Ryan Smith. That's who they need. Right. They need a guy that crashes the net. They need a guy that mucks it up. They need a guy with top six skills. They need a guy with some attitude and some pushback that initiates. They need Ryan Smith as their other top six left. Mark, ju- 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 just for <laughs> just for fun, just for fun, take a look at Alex Klorn's numbers over the last three seasons. Yeah, okay. I don't mind Alex okay. Spec, I'm going to give you that assignment. We're going to take a timeout. It's 1246 in Edmonton. You're listening to Winners Now. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you for the horses at Horse Racing Alberta. Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, uh, quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Don says, the Don is happy today. I'm a big R&H fan. He is so good defensively on the PK, and he's pretty good on the power play as well. Yes, the Don is um happy terry driving across nevada says bob please tell mark specter that if you want to get picky the cost of living in the united states is probably 20 percent less than what it is in the united states is that right uh than it is in canada right now terry driving across nevada i had another texter coming in it was a big one uh seattle bob could have also mar- uh offered eight years in that negotiation window starting the 17th on pending ufas and here's the big one specter spec do we have you right now you there sure do specter specter fyi florida texas tennessee nevada arizona have zero state income tax makes a huge difference in attracting ufas even with the exchange and the cost of living in edmonton is quite high it's obviously not as high as big cities like manhattan the reason petrangelo and laner sign in vegas and why tampa bay players like Kucherov are playing a major discount. Hopkins would take home close to half a million more on the same contract with Tampa Bay, Arizona, Vegas, Nashville, or Florida. That's per season. Half a million more. So there's your number. And, and we already discussed the fact. It's about 100000 uh per million between Edmonton and Tampa Bay, the difference in terms of the take-home because of the difference between Canada's federal tax, the U.S. federal tax, and obviously no state tax in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So there you go. It is, Mark, it is. But the bottom line is teams still have to draft and develop their own prospects and players. That's where you you end up getting. And you know what? you got to hold on to your players. So Edmonton has held on to one of their significant players. Uh, They can't go for it. 
there's no reason, you know, there's no reason not to, right? There's just no reason to, there really was no reason to move on from Brian Nugent Hopkins. He's not a guy that's, that's coming out of a contract where he earned, you know, $3 million and he's looking for seven and a half, and you go, oh, man, like our cap just can't support this type of a, of a hike. You know, his cap number's going down. So he, he makes it easier to build your team. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the player. There, I don't look at Nugent Hopkins and say, "Wow, you know what? That shoulder, or that he's had 12 concussions." The, the, the player is is healthy, and he comes to play every night. He's an 82 game guy most years. Uh, you know, sure, I could sit here and find flaws in his game. He's not Patrice Bergeron, and he's not, you know, <laughs> he's not uh, uh, Kucherov and all those things. He's not McDavid, but he's a damn good player. He's a genuine top six player, and he's a guy that wants to play here. There, there's just no reason, not nearly enough reason, Bob, I think, for people searching for reasons not to resign Nugent Hopkins. I don't think that well was very deep. All right. So now what? For, and we will have, we're hoping to have Ken Holland on sometime in the second hour of the show today. He's just doing an av- availability as we speak here. So you said I got to go find Ryan Smith. Well, unfortunately, uh, you know, Ryan Smith was a, <laughs> Ryan Smith was a first round pick back in 1994, which means he's a 76. So he's, uh, 45 years of age. I don't like his chances being an effective top six player anymore. Uh, I never was that fast, Bob, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that Wayne Gretzky today, he'd only score 30 goals. Of course, he's 60. That's right, he wants that. All right. Uh, So so Tampa Bay, I'm going to start there. Every team in the league you have to think is doing an exercise. They know the Lightning have got it. Right now, the Lightning are $5 million over the cap for next year. And they still got to get other guys signed. So they're going to, you know, we all, there's a strong belief that it's Tyler Johnson plus one of Palat. Or Yanni Gord or uh, Kalorn, and th- the smart money is they can get a real asset for Kalorn. Kalorn's got eight goals, seventeen points. He is injured now. Is day to day for Tampa Bay. Uh, eight, eight, nine, seventeen, and nineteen games. Very effective top six players. Twenty six goals last year. Spec in sixty eight games. Um, 10 points in 24 playoff games. Solid year this year, similar to Nugent Hopkins, really. Nugent Hopkins had 16, 9, and 35. Kalorn had 15, 18, and 33. There's worse second-line left wings that Edmonton could get instead of Alex Kalorn. I do think there's a chance that Edmonton, that Kalorn theoretically would be open to coming here. I believe that 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 is the case. Uh, Is is he the type of guy, like, does this, I'll, I'll ask you this. Does this take him, if Hall doesn't resign in Boston and Hyman doesn't resign in Toronto, does it take the Oilers out of the mix on those two players? No, I don't think this number does. No, by no means. Uh, again, they freed up a, basically a million bucks in cap space from last year and kept Nugent Hopkins. So, you know, it's my belief that Zach Hyman is is sort of their number one target as a as a left wing acquisition. That would be the home run for Ken Holland here if he can hit that. Uh, after that, you know, the the trades with Tampa are. Um, I mean, there's there's some a couple UFAs there, but the trades with Tampa are complicated because you're right, Bob. They're going to try to unload a Tyler Johnson on you with every good player they give you, right? And Edmonton's not in a position. What's what's Johnson making? Five and a half. He's yeah, he's five. He's he's in the fives. Clorin's yeah, at four and a half. Yeah, right. So I don't think the Oilers are in a position to take on a bad contract. I just don't. I don't see that. They've they got to figure out what to do with James Neal. 
you know, they've got a bad contract in Koskinen for another year. I, I don't suggest that you can – I don't think they could pull that off, Bob, get the good player out of Tampa that they want and suffer the consequences of taking the bad contract. I don't think Edmonton's in that game, do you? Mark, what I think is going to happen is Seattle say, fine, we'll take Tyler Johnson, okay, and you give us Platt. That's what well, I Seattle think's... could do that. They got an okay. open template. That's what Tyler I think. Tyler Johnson gonna... is a kid from Spokane, so they could sell that too, right? Right, and that's that's what I think is going to happen. Johnson's making exactly five million for th- uh, three more seasons. Let's okay, uh, say they took Platt's got a year left at five point three. So then Seattle's out of the money on Platt. Then they turn around and they'll move one of Gord or Kalorn. And I think for Edmonton's purposes, the guy I'd want would be Kalorn. You have to give up a real asset to get Kalorn if you're Edmonton. The minimum it's going to be is a second-round pick. He's got two years left in his deal at four and a half. So I'm just All wondering, right. you know, like you get, you have to give up an asset to get Kalorn, or conversely, you don't give up an asset, but you get in. I mean, I think Hall's going to sign in Boston, and I think Hyman will sign in Toronto. But if one of those guys becomes available, I guess you got to take a swing, don't you? Well, I guess so, yeah. I'm not – I think Taylor Hall is a bit of a – I don't think that's happening here. I don't suggest – I don't think that Taylor Hall has any interest in coming to Edmonton, and I don't think that's the direction the orders need to go. Uh, Bob, they need some change here, right? This is a skilled team. We're watching the playoffs. We watch where it goes for the Edmontons, for the Torontos. It's great to have all that skill, and Edmonton's got lots of it. They have to shore up their ability to, you know, to play the game in the playoffs. We can sit and complain about the refereeing and about the style and if it's not as exciting. as Complain all you want. The reality is you have to be able to up your physical game in the playoffs. And the Oilers don't have that roster at this point. So you know, I think they've got the hardest guys to acquire. They've got superstars and guys that can pile up points. They've got, a, you know, some obviously two great players. Um, but they need – they can't just keep adding – guys that that play with skill and are easy to play against they have to add guys that are more difficult that that play the game the way josh anderson plays it you know they plays the game uh you know that brings it in the playoffs that that makes you that makes you not want to play the edmonton oilers right now you just don't want to play them because they score goals on you but you don't ever leave with a bruise uh they gotta fix that bob they got to fix it. It hasn't worked for a long time, and it's not going to work in 2022 because if you're watching the playoffs right now, that's soft skill. All those teams are long gone. Mark, Paul, who's a real smart guy, has just tweeted at me saying, Bob, the guy that Speck is talking about that's a version of Ryan Smith today plays for the Flames. His name is Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting that deal out of uh, the Flames. No chance. No chance. No now, chance. Did, you, did, did you see Elliot's piece yesterday where he referenced one of Matthew Dumba or, conversely, Mark Giordano being claimed by the Seattle Kraken and then them turning around and flipping him to a team like Edmonton? What would you think of that? Yeah, yeah well, there's – I. I I guess I want to say to you, Bob, we should look at history. Like, we talked about all these things with Vegas, that they were going to get these guys and flip them all. Did they do any of that? Can you think of a guy they did that with? Uh, there was a defenseman. Was it? Henry? I know they schooled a lot of GMs here, and, and obviously George McPhee did a hell of a job. This is, that's yeah. a gold standard for expansion teams in professional sports. But I remember a lot of these, let's get Vegas to take this guy and flip him to us and we'll give him that. And I don't think it happened. 
So sure, I mean the, the possibility exists. You could you could launder, you know, Matt Dumba through the Seattle Kraken, but um, you're going to have to give up something to get him as oh, well. Matt. Big time, yeah. big yeah. time. Like you know what, the Oilers have been light on they're light on draft picks this year, and they're already getting a little light on draft picks in 2022. Uh, at some point, I get it. You got to go for it. It's their window to win. It's open here. It's their window to win. But you better be prudent with those draft picks because in today's hockey economy, they're like gold. Yeah, absolutely. 1257 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Mark Spector. Spec for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. Uh, we're going to take a quick time out here, but not before I tell you that uh, for you golfers out there, if you're looking for a great VIP golf trip in September, you can join New West Travel on a four-day golf getaway in the spectacular mountains at Whistler. The package includes airfare and a private WestJet charter with complimentary open bar and meals, three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel golf tournament as well. All transfers can book and get a free upgrade uh, to a one-bedroom suite. To book your tea time, call New West Travel or go to newwesttravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More with Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.